Let's get back to some serious stuff like uh, critical race theory. And Patrick Ishmael, boy, I hope I'm saying that right, uh, Director of Government Accountability at the Show Me Institute, joins us. Patrick, hi, how are you? Did I say your last name right? Yeah, you did. Thanks for having me on. Nothing worse than, you know, being a guest and the dopey host doesn't say your name right. Um, So, first of all, yesterday we had a, a, a... um, um, tell us exactly what happened with opponents of critical race theory, which, by the way, everyone should be an opponent of critical race theory. But what exactly happened yesterday? Well, there was a hearing this week about critical race theory at the Capitol. Uh, it was a hearing put on by uh, Senator Cindy Laughlin and a number of members of the House as well. And it was by invitation. And so they invited parents that they knew, uh, educators that they knew who had encountered critical race theory or the associated kind of ideas in the classroom or in the administration. Uh, and they invited uh, one of the biggest proponents of CRT, uh, Dr. LeGarrette King, uh, who has been consulting with districts across the state. Um, on on this and uh, a, a number in the St. Louis area as well um, to, to find out what exactly was going on. I think it was a really great hearing because you did get to hear some of the challenges that parents are finding uh, in schools and districts across the state. Um, and, and I care about this because it's actually a project that I'm working on at the Show Me Institute. We sent out over 2,000 requests, Sunshine Law requests, to schools across the state, over 500 to districts across the state, trying to find out what's being taught in the classroom. And what we're finding is that um, there are a lot of schools and districts that are, in fact, teaching uh, some of these ideas. A lot of schools are, are, and districts are saying, um, you know, we're not teaching in the classroom, which, you know, I, I, I assume good faith. And so I think in most cases that's probably true, but it's not always true. And one big example of that is the St. Louis Public School District. Um, I sent them a request in the middle of last month. They didn't respond, which is actually against the law to begin with. So that's, <laughs> that's strike one. one. Yeah. Uh, followed up about a week later and and repeated the request. And at that time, they said that, you know, they hadn't found any documents that related to CRT. It wasn't uh, a 1619 project wasn't in the curriculum. They'd get back to me if they found anything, which is usually kind of a brush off. Um, but I wanted to be patient, waited a few weeks, asked again, and they still said they didn't have any. And suddenly they started saying, oh, well, we do have it in, in one of the curriculum, and then we do have it in, you know, a handbook. Uh, and, and so... It is a situation where um, I think a lot of districts want to be transparent, and then other districts do not. One, and, and, you know, the St. Louis Public School District has one version of a lack of transparency. We have one in the Kansas City area where they're trying to charge us $35,000 a quarter uh, to find out what's in lesson plans in the district. In the, so there are lots of ways to, to obstruct parents and taxpayers finding out what's being taught to kids. Sometimes it's just saying, no, we don't teach it. And sometimes, I mean, there are so many schools and districts that one person or two people, it's hard to follow up as as diligently and as closely as I think it's probably necessary to, to really shake a lot of these answers out. Right. Um, but another way is to just try to price people out uh, by saying it'll cost you $15,000, like uh, the Morgan County R1 school district in you know, rural Missouri. It's not a big city or you know, rural kind of uh, problem. It's, it's everywhere. And it's something that I, I hope that the, uh, the state gets a handle on soon because it really is uh, in the classroom. And it also, I think, presents some real government, uh, good government issues where districts, I think in some cases, just aren't being honest with uh, with the public about what they're doing. Right. And these are public schools we're talking about, right? We're not talking about private schools. We're talking about public schools, right? 
We are. We are okay. talking about public schools. So uh, I think that, or, or you tell me, would the opposition to uh, critical race theory have happened quicker and the ball got rolling quicker um, if they tried to incorporate this when kids were learning at home 24-7 and, and the parents could actually see what kids were learning in school? Or, or is that how the ball got rolling? The opposition. Ball. I think that, I, I think that's how the ball got rolling because this sort of content has been seeping in uh, in a lot of different ways, and, and you know I, I think that we're we're all pretty familiar with diversity programs, training programs, professional programs. A lot of times they'll seep in first through uh, uh, the what's being taught to the teachers themselves, and a great example is Eagle College Prep. Um, I, I received from from Eagle College Prep, which is to their. Uh, 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 which is a positive thing because a lot of districts and schools don't necessarily even respond to me the way they ought to. But I, I receive from them their uh, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion training for their uh, their teachers. And in that training, uh, it says plainly that white supremacy culture is ingrained in our institutions. This is this is how teachers are being taught uh, that uh, white people experience internalized racial superiority. That they're told that they have uncapped possibility. That they you know can be successful through work and merit. Uh, and that, you know, the, the same is not also true. Those presumptions about, you know, how, how to get ahead aren't true in other uh, parts of society, that there's a cycle of oppression. Um, so I, I think that this this really got moving uh, when I think teach, uh, teachers were teaching to kids while they were at home. I think parents were starting to observe a little bit of the, the content that the kids might have been receiving. And I, after that, I think they, they kind of wanted to find out, okay, well, what... What is the school teaching? Like, is this official school school policy? Like, what, what exactly does the school view as its mission? What is it saying publicly about these subjects? Because you have places like Kansas City that are openly supportive of critical race theory. Uh, they, you know, they talk about it on their Twitter. Uh, they talk about it on their Facebook. You know, there's openly support of the 1619 Project. Uh, Columbia Public Schools, they have uh, a, a, a grant uh, that supports teaching the 1619 project in the classroom. Oh um, but not, not every district and every school is that open. And I think that that is something that uh, is becoming more of an issue now that uh, a lot of parents are getting used to the idea of being very much involved in their kids' like day-to-day education because for the last year they have been. Now, uh, you know, when, when that message comes from the absolute top, you know, when Joe Biden says the biggest existential threat in this country and to democracy is white supremacy or just a threat to, you know, uh, an existential threat, unless they're their big phrase and their big word. How could that be true when every single night in this city of St. Louis, a kid is shot and killed? I mean, that's that's a hard question. And I, you know, I, I think that it's easy to try to um, overstate what a, a threat might be to promote one's own politics. Right. You know? And that's that, that's true of, of both sides of the aisle. I think that's absolutely true. But I think that one thing that, that is important is, you know, uh, do, is it important to not have curricula in place that implies or explicitly uh, suggests that, uh, you know, if you are a white, you're an oppressor class, and if you're anything other than white, um, you are the oppressed. Is that the kind of society that we want to inculcate uh, in kids and have that what grows, you know, what the United States grows into. And I don't, I don't think that that's true. And, you know, 
I, I'm not going to say that CRT is, you know, the biggest, you know, number one existential threat, because I think that you know, we have all sorts of complex problems. When mm-hmm. politicians reduce, you know, issues to, like, a single issue, I, th- I think that's wrong, but that's politics. And, but, but I do think that, you know, the, the, at a bare minimum, the state of Missouri needs to undertake a project, I mean, I mean the state government, understate, uh, undertake a project of effectively radical transparency in government. People need to know how government is spending their money. People need to know what is being taught to kids with their money, because this is money that is being taken through force. That's what taxation is. And there's a higher standard for money that is being taken. I was actually really disappointed that the governor said the other day that, you know, uh, most most uh, of, of these schools and districts, you know, aren't teaching this content and et cetera, et cetera. He also said he, he didn't support critical race theory at all. But the main problem that I have with the statement that he was making was that he doesn't know that. Right. <laughs> the most charitable thing that we can say about a lot of these districts is that they don't know what they're teaching kids. And But in the case of the St. Louis Public School District, they did know. They did know what they were teaching kids, and they just weren't being straight with the public about it. And that needs to change. If, if anything comes from next year, uh, CRT legislation or otherwise, at a bare minimum, we need transparency. We need a culture of transparency and an expectation of transparency from our government officials, and that includes our schools and school districts as well. You know, we have about uh, a minute left. Uh, when Joe Biden was inaugurated, his big message that day was bringing the country together, unifying, unity. That was like the big message of his entire um, inauguration speech. And can anybody, if you're for CRT or against it, sh- can you argue against that this does nothing but divide? Or, or am, I, am I just looking at this one-dimensionally? Or is this does this do nothing but divide? And the kids who are so innocent, you know, a white kid goes to school and learns, oh my God, I'm, I'm the oppressor. I mean, this kid doesn't even understand what the word oppression means. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it does divide. Uh, and I think, you know, when we talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion, we need to add a fourth term convergence. At Ooh. the end of all this, we need to be one state and one country. We need to be rowing in the same direction. And unfortunately, uh, you know, CRT and the associated concepts divide us and make it harder for us to succeed as a country. And, and frankly, it makes it harder for a lot of our kids to succeed because if you're a victim, um, where do you go from there? Uh, I think that, that we need to, to be very conscious about what's being in, taught in the classroom. And uh, I think that unfortunately, CRT works against our long-term interests as a society but especially for the kids uh, themselves. Uh, so, so this hearing last night, uh, in a quick, quick, ten to fifteen second answer, what what was the outcome? What was the what was the good that came out of it? It was a hearing, uh, listening session. Uh, opponents to it and concerned parents uh, got, I think, got to be heard. And I think it's starting a conversation that needs to be had sooner rather than later. All right, uh, Patrick Ishmael, director of government accountability at the Show Me Institute. Thank you so much. I would love to have you back on again because there's so much to unpack in this story. We couldn't get to it in eight or nine minutes. I appreciate it, Vic. Thanks so much. You bet.